Welcome to the, our podcast on the dance of the elements within the quantum physics and Ayurvedic understanding. So this is a huge focus for us here in Budai. It's something that we uh, evolve ourselves into moment to moment. We're always exploring how the water affects our physiological state, but we're also uh, very aware of how it affects our environment and the desire to create more water elements uh, within our own land. So we also look at the fire element to see how we can move freely within the fire element and work within that within an equanimity of existence. And that's a really important process and it's a very important focus on this podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been a while since we've posted something. We've been busy working on our Desert Sturt Pea project, which is a, a design element based on um, the Desert Sturt Pea flower. It's really been an exciting process and it's still very much in its um, embryonic stage of existence. But back to the elements. So it's interconnected to this project, so we're going to be talking about that quite a bit because how we live within our dwellings, you know, the houses that we build, whether it's a tiny house, we're into that movement, or whether we like a more palatial existence. <laughs> Either way, we're all in a state of abundance. So whatever our choices, whether it's liberating ourselves from all the materialism, only to come back to ourselves and look at what we really require to live a healthy, happy life, this is all part of the dance of the elements. And how we find our own balance in that, our own sense of harmony, because each one of us has a different way of expressing ourselves in that, and there's no one definition of what is harmony, you know, is equally the number of people there are in existence and beyond, you know, there's that much variety, and that's what nature gives us, that very sound awareness that we're a diversified existence, and that we can really revel in that, it's something to be excited and playful about and have fun with. Because we can learn so much from our own experience, but we become more aware when we're open to other people's experiences of the infinite possibilities that we can manifest in this existence. And that brings us to the next stage of the dance of the elements and how we really are to recognize that we are Gaia, Earth itself, and that we're not only an individual particle, but we're a co coagulation of infinite particles that are constantly self expiring but also self-seeding and we always come back to nature as the most empowered sense of consciousness it remembers how to self-seed or it remembers how to grow itself you know a tree knows how to grow another limb <laughs> and human beings once remembered that very seamlessly not that we want to lose a limb only so we can learn to grow it but it's just being aware that our ability to create who we are in our cellular structure is equally recognized in how we can create how we appear you know we, our appearance is always changing you know we can change our appearance other than going into surgery <laughs> we can actually change how we are not from a state of unhappiness or a state of thinking we're not enough of but a state of the we're infinitely abundant therefore we can create whatever we desire so that takes quantum physics into a different vibrational sound frequency. And this is the focus of this podcast, that dance the elements that allows us to move our fluidity in our life. So we actually flow moment to moment. And we, when we have those stuck moments where we go into a panic of not enough or that perfectionist comes out and says, you know, oh, can't do that. I'm not good enough, you know, it's not good enough. So, you know, even with our recordings, sometimes Isis will come and say, was that okay? You know, was that, was that okay? So I'm sure all of you can relate to that in some form or another. But really everything we participate 
is actually beautiful. It's perfect in its own synergistic realm of soundless-to-sound frequency vibration. And who cares if someone's judging something? Who cares if someone else is judging what we are? Because maybe they don't know you. Maybe they don't know us. Maybe it's just us sometimes being very hard on ourselves and judging what we think is not enough, but we're actually then at some point recognizing, oh no, it's perfect because it's serving us in some way. So how can it be anything other than what is? And so this is the dance of the elements. But the more you let go of that belief system, that behavioral system that doesn't recognize that you are everything and all things in every nanosecond, the more you can acclimatize your dance of the elements and just allow them to be present. So when there's an area within your existence that requires more of a particular dance, a particular element, that's in a symbiotic environment, the more you have the openness and the equanimity to allow more of whatever it is required for you to be the fullness of your flow, the fullness of your co-creativity. It's not something you have to think about bringing into your body. It's something your body knows how to embody. It actually has that ability without your mental armor coming into playfulness. And that moves us into the next flow. (laughs) We're just going to be flowing all through this is it that your mind is beautiful, it's exquisite, it's infinitely creative. But how we choose to create our thoughts changes how we live our everyday life. So if you're in that envelope of existence that's saying all those negative things like I'm not enough, it's not perfect enough, I don't know what I'm doing, it's okay to not to know what you're doing. I mean, really, we all have those nanoseconds. And in the scheme of things, they are literally nanoseconds. They're not a lifetime of a journey, you know, unless you desire to have that as your experience. They're simply moments. And moments pass into a new moment and then another new moment. And those moments create an hour that then creates a couple of hours, then creates half a day, a day, the 24-hour cycle, until you get off that treadmill and you recognize you're into the land of timelessness, that everything just flows. And who of you have had an experience where maybe you've been working on something and people have come up to you and say, aren't you ever going to get that done? Or when do you think you're going to get that finished? You know, we always come from that state of awareness that, well, we're always in a journey. There's not a finite per moment where we think we've finished something. We've, we may have come to a point where we've got a, a closing off of something because it's come to a, 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 an existence where not, we're done here. But actually, we're always looking at the vastness where we're a big picture people, but we also recognize the detail of every moment that we've experienced in that journey. So, you know, often they'll say, you know, if you've gone for a job and they, they looked at you as, oh, you're a big picture person or you've been categorized in some way. And that happens in Ayurveda. Oh, that person's so vital. <laughs> or that person's, gee, they're really pitted. They're very fiery. You know, see how our tone is changing? You know, we're very good at classifying ourselves, aren't we? Or we're very good at classifying another person. But that's only saying we're classifying ourselves and putting ourselves in a box that says, this is who you are. But what we teach in Budai and what Lord Shiva is always embodying and so is Lord Ganesh is that you're all those things and not individualized in those things but it's the big picture of those things and then how you feel in your own detail is up to you in creating your own dance of the elements. So as Ayurvedic practitioners in Lord Shiva, there is never a component where we come in and say, hey, you're very Vata Pitta. Or you're very kaffir. 
good to have a giggle, right? Now, those of you who are teachers, this is not a slight against you in any way because we've all done this. But really, it's about being the expressive of what actually Ayurveda is. It's a dance. And yes, we hear you, but how do you diagnose? Well, we don't. We don't. We're not diagnostics. I mean, we're not into that. We are about helping people remember what it is to be the primordial self. It's about recognizing that you are healed, that you're all you're whole. And one of the things that we came across in our journey of, uh, you know, we went into the learning phase, which we're always learning. Everyone is always growing. We also are always growing. But one of those things was it was still t- being taught in that fixative modality. Someone comes to you and they've got some sort of diseasement in their body. You know, that desire to be a fixer, you know, I can fix them. I can show them what I know. <laughs> It's good to laugh at this, okay? It's good to laugh at ourselves because we want to show, we want to prove that we know something. You know, some of you might have those, you know, a whole shelf full of books, you know, saying that this is what I know because I've studied all those books. (laughs) Books are a really beautiful gift to share the wisdom that other people have expressed and experienced and they're wanting to share that with you. We're sharing this podcast with you, you know, You're probably sharing a conversation with someone about something you've also learned. Sharing the wisdom is wonderful. Sharing the knowledge is, but knowledge is always transcending. What we think we once knew is already been transcended. The moment we've come into the recognition that we know it, you've already moved on from it because you've known it. Now you're ready to experience something else. This is, again, the dance of the elements. And it's fun. It's playful. When we lock ourselves into being the bravado of the ego and says, I know this. (laughs) See how our tone changed? You know, we lose our breath. Do you notice you hold your breath when you do that? And then you've got to take this big breath. So it's amazing how when you come into the lotus breath of life, the pranayama, you know, that moving into the pranayama, that non-breath that immerses you into the soundness of existence where all things are birthed, all things are created. It's exquisite and it's where the dance of the elements is really thriving in a very different way than often as a disconnected person. We, you know, we talk about it, we espouse about it, we, we, we espouse the virtues of air, ether, fire, water, earth. But it's in a state of separation. It's in a state of being unconscious, really. You know, it becomes a dialogue. It becomes a language of separation. (laughs) And it's really discarnating. And then we have this desire to breathe again. And that's breathing those elements that are somewhere out there that we're talking about the wisdom of, but really not living the embodied energy of it, you know. And when we talk about our desert dirt peapod, you know, Isis always shares the wisdom of, oh, it's the embodied energy. She's really excited about it. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to listen to. But we have to rein her in and say, yeah, but we've got to manifest this pod, right? And then you get really excited about sharing the patterns. Yes, we can create many pods to create patterns, you know, the sacred geometry within a rainforest and the rainforest speaks to her and says yeah but hey we're already that embodied energy you can live amongst the trees <laughs> and then she'll come back and say yes but the pot is part of the tree it's the desert dirt pea flower it grows and it's such a petite flower it's like a seed in itself so you know, we can get excited about all of these things and we'll say to you but what are you excited about in your life how's your breathing right now How's your elevation of soundless to sound frequency vibration? So let's go into the pranayama. 
of life, the breath. So if you're in a relaxed state, if not, just find yourself in that state of, yeah, yeah, it's such a flow, isn't it? Especially when you've had a, the opportunity to have a laugh at yourself, you know, and laugh with yourself, not a, as a condescending being, but one that is in transcendence, okay, transcendence of existence. You know, it's not that you've been somewhere that you needed to be better at or better as a person. You're already beautiful. You're just simply bringing more light energy into your body, into your cells. So as they restore or renew themselves and a new cell is birthing itself, and this is what nature's showing you, your body is actually doing this even if you don't realize it. So when you're looking at me grow from a seed in the ground, you've planted me in maybe a tube stock or you've been one of these people who've loved to scatter me all over the earth lovely thank you for sharing that wisdom and then as you see me sprout and become a seedling your body is this it's sprouting new seeds it's your seeds are the cells of your body and it's sprouting in a beautiful light energy that has this beautiful symbiosis of soundness to sound frequency vibration and it wants to be plumped up it wants to be vibrant you do not need to inject me with something to be plumped up I can plump myself up. I can plump everything that I am up. If you desire me to be plump, I will be plump. So you see what we're saying. Bring more air element with the ether. So you've got the wisdom of knowing and remembering how you're enveloping yourself with new seeds, new cells of existence, new cells of knowledge, new cells of wisdom, more air. And in those cells is the beautiful fire element that's firing me up to create more of me. And then you're also sharing my water element. So I'm plumping those cells up. And I have a collaboration of symbiotic cells that have come together to form a plumping of my skin structure. <laughs> and I'm earth because my cells are creating a form that is earth itself, but also has many of my inhabitants, which is a human inhabitant, which is a bee inhabitant. Oh, I'm being in my human form. <laughs> but I'm also the bumblebee. I'm the native bee. Isis has become the study of the native bees in Australia and thriving in it. She says, oh, my God, look at its physiological state. It's beautiful. I think I'll become that. And this is the thing. This is the thing that the cities, the cities and the siddhas always taught you know, that you can express yourself through many forms. You can be in your human form, but your energy can flow into another form. It can become the butterfly. It is already the trees of your existence, the root systems that are also your nervous system, your circulatory system. Breathe that in. Huge breath. Pranayama. The non-breath. How exquisite are you right now? How much are you light? Can you feel and sense how, how vast your light energy? You're pulsating your light energy and you're connecting to all that is in your environment. It's just pulsating. And your heartbeat's now really, oh, can you feel that? Your heartbeat's boom-boom, boom-boom, boom-boom. And your feet are feeling the dance. And in comes Ganesh. <laughs> oh, his pads of his feet, you know, Bal Ganesh, the baby Ganesh. Dancing away with his modicum, in comes Lord Shiva and Pralati, and they're all creating this beautiful family of light. You're part of that. You know, it doesn't matter what belief systems you have. If you're Catholic, Hindu, Sanatana Dharma, eternal life, whatever you're resonating with, Muslim, 
Anglo-Saxon, <laughs> Church of England, gosh, whatever. There are so many out there. There's so many. Spiritualism, <laughs> gosh, they're labels. But really, whatever we transcend the label, the one element is that beautiful dance of the elements, that vital life force. No matter what the label, no matter what the expression of that isness is, it's all wonderful. When it's coming from that love and light. And when we talk about love, we're actually talking about the isness, you know, which is unconditional. Sometimes in earth, it's very conditioned based. So that's not love, that's conditioned. <laughs> that's something else. Love is eternal, love is consciousness, love is, love is warmth, love is the embodied energy of transcendental wisdom. It's all those things and so much more, you know, more than what a word can express. It's energy in motion, it's energy in flow, it's the dance of the elements, earth, ether, fire, water, air. <laughs> Breathing it in. So come back into pranayama. Feel that sense of peace. Pranayama. Om gam ganapate namaha. Om gam ganapate namaha. <laughs> you know, and if you love a mantra, let it be sung. Share it with yourself. You know, sometimes if we're in an environment where people's belief systems don't acknowledge the, the elements of mantra, everyone uses mantras. It doesn't have to be Sanskrit. Everyone, in whatever language you speak naturally, you're always using a mantra, whether it's a mantra that says, I'm not enough, <laughs> maybe let go of that mantra. But we can change our mantras. We can change that affirmation. A mantra is an affirmation said many times over and more. You know, and then you have the Sanskrit mantras. If you're not resonating with them, use the language that serves you best. You know, because Sanskrit has a meaning in all the languages you speak. Let those sound waves, when you really connect with something, that in itself is a Sanskrit mantra because the vibration is that which is permeating through your, your cellular structure and then, then shared within the greater world, the greater environment beyond your physical form. However, recognizing that you're Gaia, the Earth's topography is also the Earth of your own topography in a human form. You know, one of the things we share within this physical form that we're embodying right now to share this podcast is that she'll often feel the Earth, she'll, you know, the limbs of a branch run through her veins. She'll feel the soil run through her veins. So her veins aren't filled with blood anymore. They're filled with the particles known as soil. And she thrives in it because then she, in her palms of her hands, she can feel the greenery of life manifest through the palms of her hands. So who here has said, oh, I don't have a green thumb? <laughs> or who here has said, oh, I can't wait to get into the garden? So let's... Let's transcend that. You don't have to wait to get back into the garden. That your fingers are now the limbs of a seedling or a sapling. That your, you know, that when you look at your palm of your hand, you've got these tracks. You know, you know how you go into a bush and you, you follow a path? You know, maybe in the wildlife locations, someone, the wildlife people have actually put in a track that people can, so they don't trample the bush or the rainforest, they put pathways in. So, you know, anyone that wants to go through the rainforest must follow that path. <laughs> and that's only to, to, to protect, you know, we feel like we've got to protect the nature. Until the nature calls you off that beaten path and says, come embrace me. There's an old tree that says, come hug me. 
you know, because <laughs> it does, you know, right? I know some of you have already experienced that. Your desire is to touch that path uh, with a very light footprint, so therefore you won't harm the earth because your desire is to be in a non-harmful state of consciousness, so it will not harm the, that, that rainforest, okay, because that's your intention. Of course, there are those people who have the intention to do harm, so we're not talking about that. We're focused very much on do no harm. Ahimsa, beautiful. Saucha, the purity of intention, the cleanliness of that thought. So coming back to the palm of your hand, so in the palm of your hand you have these tracks, these lines, okay. So coming back to the greenery, sustainable, being sustainable. This is what takes sustainability beyond the tanks, beyond the solar panels you place on your dwellings or you put up as a on the earth, you know, because actually in some of our uh, courses date later on with Lord Shiva, we talk about sustainability to become the embodied energy of that within your human form that it's not so much about what you create externally but how your body your human form encapsulates the state pure sustainability which what is what nature knows and embodies and actually mirrors back to us over and over again until we get it you know and some of you already got it some of you are already greening yourself therefore you're greening your world and so it goes on this is all part of the dance of the elements Take a breath, pranayama, pranayama, non-breath. See how you instantly go back into that sense. Your solar plexus comes into state of peace immediately. It's not a mental thinking process, is it? You don't have to spend time doing that immediately. Pranayama, in the sense of flow. And there's a gentle tone with the voice. So coming back to the palm of your hand, see it's green. And now you are the moss on the trees that you see in a rainforest, that green moss, or that is sitting... See, sitting on the, the rock. You know, if you go into a, a rainforest and there's all this beautiful moss growing over the rocks, and it feels so lush and moist. It's so moist, the water element. So why are, why are we worried about the lack of water in the world? Cease to be the worry of what, we, what is not in existence yet. Become the abundance of the water element. Become the moss on those rocks. The moss is moist. We are the moisture of our own earth, your own Gaia. Gaia knows how to moisten itself. When our body goes dry, we know how to moisten it again. Yet we want to apply an abundance of creams. <laughs> Who spends hundreds of dollars on creams? Come on, hands up. Yeah. Or who's ever done that? Because marketing has said, if you buy this product, you're going to be so moist. <laughs> you're going to plump out that. Get rid of those lines. <laughs> Ah, uh, yep. Who relates? Who's been there, done that, still doing it? All wonderful. It's all amazing. No problem. But also recognize that you can be the plumping of yourselves if you want to. You can be the elixir of life. You are the eternal youth. You are that fountain of youth. You are all those things, but yet we disconnect. We forget. We're, we're bombarded by external stuff telling us that we need this. You know, one of the things when Isis was going through her studies, you know, and Lord Shiva was in the background and the foreground all at once and Lord Ganesh was coming through to her and saying, you know, be non-attached in this learning process because we will teach you beyond what they're teaching you right here, right now. You know, and there's a huge focus on finishing and passing your exams. And wait, passing your exams, that's not enough. Get your distinctions and your high distinctions. And Lord Ganesh would sit within her and say, oh, fart it out, mum. <laughs> become the gassiness of that 
funny. Very funny. <laughs> so he would literally become flatulent, right? <laughs> so if any of you are studying right now, fart away. <laughs> you know, let go of that desire, that, that panic that will I be enough? Can I pass? I've got to study. I've got to. And you get really, you lose your breath, right? Your pranayama goes east, west, and nowhere. So if enjoy your studies. If you've chosen to, a path of study, then enjoy it. Immerse yourself in the playfulness. Have a giggle with it. And when your exam time comes up and the stress levels go to catastrophic levels, you know, and some of you are really, exams are nothing for you. You just cruise on through. Oh, amazing. Namaste to you. But for those of you who get really locked up in your gut and your digestive systems goes east, west, and nowhere land, <laughs> and you get constipated because the stress levels are so high, Pranayama, let go of the end result because really it is no thing in everything in nowhere land because you let go of it because it doesn't define who you are unless you make it that definition. So when you do choose a, 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 a pathway of study and it has a process of having to do an exam for an end result and if you don't get a pass mark or if you're a perfectionist and you want to get a high dissection, anything less is not enough for you, then wonderful if you are at ease with that. But if it creates a diseasement in you, question why you're doing that. Question why you're demanding that of yourself. Remember why you chose to study. If it was only so you could get to a job, a particular job, because if I don't have this qualification, I won't be able to get the job I want. You can always get the job you want regardless. You've just got to know it. Because... You want to work with people who are also open to learning and growing. Isn't that what you're studying? Isn't that why you're studying? Isn't the study of life all that is? And when we create a definition of that, it limits us. So maybe it is a desire to change the, the way we work in companies, corporations, the way the environmental people, because they can go off track, can't they? It gets, it gets very egotistical, doesn't it? Who's involved in that? Who's been a volunteer somewhere where the path has been so trodden and downtrodden that somewhere along the line it's become quite an egotistical adventure until someone says, hey, aren't we here to have fun? Aren't we here to have a volunteer moment where we just want to collaborate and have fun and help bring about a change in something? It's that easy because when we don't, then our stomach locks up. We can't breathe again and then we start to wonder why we even came there. You know, so dance of the elements. Allow the flow, the water element. Allow the air and ether to move that water along so we don't become, you know, there's a time for stillness where the water is calm. And there's a time for the rippling where the air helps the rippling of that water element, you know. And then the fire element comes in to warm the water. So it's lovely to immerse ourselves in. It's warm, it's comforting. And then it's moistening, moistening the earth element. And the earth is plumped up. Our body, you know, is earth. And we want that to be moist. We want our bodies to be moist. We want the embodied earth to be moist. So there's no need to fear of the lack, you know, because you're manifesting that lack in earth because you are, become, you are earth. So you're becoming that earth. We would put to you all, if you are having a fear about climate change, you're creating that climate change. 
So if you want that climate to change and moisten it up, recognize that you are the moisture in your own equanimity and moisten yourselves up so you are the earth that is moist, abundance of water, that you are your intention is to be an undefined elemental force. Therefore, you're an abundant sense of the dance of the elements, which is earth. Earth knows abundance. It knows how to self-seed. So why do we fear not being enough of? And then mirror that and say earth is no longer enough. It's got a finite point where it's not producing anymore. Who is saying that? <laughs> Cease to be that language. You are enough. Cease to be the fear. Permaculturalist, come on. <laughs> Goodness. You are an abundant source of wonderment. You know, be, be the non-teacher of not being enough of and recognize that we are sprouting all the time. Your seeds are renewing all the time. Earth is renewing all the time. What, what is desired is to be the, cesa the cessation of wanting to annihilate everything. And therefore, how do we do that? We become back into that sense of awareness and the co-creation of the, the innocence of life, the, the childlike playfulness that wants to get out and play. We need to play. It's a desire within us to be playful. Let our inner child become our, our adult self. Become playful. Let go of the worries that we keep creating. You know, the fear of not having is creating these infinite worries Oh, how am I going to pay that next bill? So we focus on that. We worry. How does worry help? It just makes us in a disease state. It causes a diseasement in our body. We get all heady, you know. Pranayama, breathe. And when we come back into our pranayamic flow, pranayama, flow. See how body, our body naturally relaxes. And our body then desires a beautiful breath. And then we feel we want to have a big drink of water. There's an abundance of water in this planet. And it's our desire to create, plant, create, keep creating by planting more trees, sowing the seeds, allowing nature to self-seed in its own way. Let the bees do its thing. Let them buzz. Let them flow. Let the butterflies come in and create. Let the... the, the um, You know bumblebees buzz and when they buzz it creates a vibration which emanates and talks to the flowers. So the flowers beckon the bees to them to draw out the nectar that is life-giving which is a renewable resource. It communicates. Nature is constantly in communion with itself. It's up to human beings to openly express itself, open its vortexes and connect to nature seamlessly without wanting to become the analysis of that. Who's analytical here? Beautiful, wonderful. Let go of your over-analytical state and come into your pranayama, your pranayama, your breath and connect with nature and start listening to the vibrations that it's communicating through. You know, the buzzing of the bees is communicating and therefore the flowers ignite the communication pathways that draws the bees to its nectar, to 
to draw out and feed off that nectar. And that's wonderful because then cross-pollination occurs. You don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to study horticulture. You don't have to study these things. Become nature. Open up to the soundness to sound frequency vibrations. You don't need a piece of paper to do this. It's just no matter where you are, no matter what you're thriving in, it's simply opening up to connecting. And it will share its wisdom. It will share it openly and freely. It loves it. It loves to connect. If you sit within a flower in in the Amazon rainforest, it's amazing what you become the vibration of. And it's possible. All things are possible. And we're not saying you have to go to the Amazon to do that because everything in the Amazon, in the deep, the depth of the forest of those Amazons, yet to be traversed by humanity, thank goodness, because otherwise, until people respect it, you know, and don't want to annihilate it, it's wise to have that cocooning of that within the Amazon. And it's still, there's untouched resources within within the Amazon. Wherever you are around the world, you can tap into that. Energetically, a flower, no matter how tiny it sees, it is perceived by you, is actually huge energetically. So, if you just sit on the the ground and allow that flower to envelope you, it will share its communication pathways. Breathing in, pranayama. In the courses that we run through Bodhi, it's all experiential. So while they're on a platform of a PowerPoint presentation, it's the audios that you get the most out of by far because it has a vibration that emanates. And when you take that audio into your field trip and you allow the listening skills to be present, it will transcend. The audio then becomes a transcendence and then you cease to hear the audio and you listen to the pathways of the nature, the natural world. And we always ask our students to go into a natural environment that's around them. And there's always somewhere in nature that you can find, whether it's self-man-made where you've made your own garden or you can go into something that's sprouted through nature itself it will embody and share with you it'll envelope you in its soundless to sound frequency vibrations and it'll do that because it resonates that you want to open up there's a desire a deep-seated desire that enables you to connect with it and and it'll trust you it's a, nature is very trusting. It trusts that humanity will alright itself. It trusts that humanity will come into the dance of the elements naturally. It trusts you. It's only humans that become distrusting until they don't. So trust in yourself. Trust that you're capable of everything. Trust that you're capable of being infinity in a human form. Trust that you are living a multidimensional reality. Therefore, you're creating Earth itself in that mirror of that flow. Trust in your ability to be at peace with self. Trust in your ability to have abundance, whether it's an abundance of money, which is a currency. It's another currency. There's so many currencies in this world. You know, what you grow in your garden, what you then feel in the bush foods that the indigenous cultures are so ready to teach you all, you know, if you just be the listener. But nature will also, if you haven't got someone who is there teaching you, nature can be your teacher. Just listen. It will tell you not to touch a plant. It says, no, for you that is poisonous. Do not touch that. Do not. That's not an edible factor until it is because everything can be transcended. All of nature is edible. But you are also, nature, you are also edible, remember. You go into the ocean and a shark may see you as food. You know, it doesn't say, hey, there's a human being, I'm going to eat you. It just says, hey, there's something tasty. <laughs> so we, but we, don't we eat things in the ocean? 
So we're on the cycle, we're on the food chain until we're not. Because when we recognize like nature recognizes, nature, your garden, if you're growing produce, a lettuce is consciousness, it's conscious. So it'll say, I am ready to transcend and I am your source of energy, therefore partake with me. So that lettuce will sit and it'll be part of your salad and then you digest it. So it's a living entity that's now part of your living consciousness within yourself. So you see how we're meaning and flowing within the dance of the elements. It's fascinating, isn't it? But therefore you become in a state of non-judgment because you recognize energy is just simply flowing. You too, as a human being, your energy is then tapping into and becoming the infused energy within the trees. So your energy is connecting. You know, and therefore you recognize that your form is the fountain of youth. Your, your cells are constantly renewing. You don't have to age as in become old in appearance. You become ageless. You know, if you've ever had to fill in a form, and then, you know, people, you know, you put your date of birth down and no matter what age you are, it doesn't matter, you know. We've seen 20 years, 20-year-olds become fearful of, you know, becoming 21. <laughs> what is that? People. Goodness. Okay, but then, you know, you put your age down and all of a sudden you're categorized whether, you know, you're too young for this or you're too old for that. You know all these categories. Yet everyone is capable of doing a job, performing a task, unless they feel themselves they can't. Yet you go for a job in your world and it's categorized. And you know, someone sitting in a chair saying, pff, pff, <laughs> which is really what someone's saying. But then there's also the person applying for the job, thinking in their mind, saying, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. You know, that energy's now become embodied in their resume. <laughs> because they're fearful, because you go into the platforms of the job seek you know, or, or all those job platforms, oh my goodness, what is that? And to you then let go of it and say, hey, you know, the job will come my way that's for me because I'm open to the expression of it. I'm open to the experience of it. And we're really hoping that those people who are wanting to change their path, you know, it's and they felt it's not an easy process. For many reasons, it doesn't feel easy. Belief systems that, oh gosh, I've been doing this for so long. How do I move out of it and into something that will be more fortuitous for me? You know, and our mental mind gets into a state of worry and maybe that's mirrored by the people around you. You know, or maybe you've got a mortgage that you think, how am I going to pay for this? Because maybe there's fears around that. All things are possible. The first thing we ask you to do is recognize there's a fear around it. You know, it's amazing. You know, we too, our body, the body that we move through in this, has also moved away from what we love to do, which is share our podcast. I need to come back and recognize that I really love this because it's where my dance of the elements are presiding. It's her flow. It's, a, it's the sound frequency vibration. Her whole life is about sound. You know, it's in everything that she does. It's in everything we share within Buddha. It's in everything that we flow when we're sharing with all of you. So be what you love. And then the doer in you will come to fruition. But be it first. It's like Eckhart Tolle says, be it now. And you know, there's so many beautiful sharing the wisdom. But remember... There is so much out there. Be discerning because sometimes you can get saturated. Who's very aware of the entrepreneurial train, choo-choo train that's out there? Everyone's doing amazing things, but you can get saturated by it because so many people are saying, do this, do that, do this, do this. <laughs> it's quite overwhelming, isn't it? 
no, do this because this will make you know. And then they're saying, yeah, but this is this and that's that. Gosh. And sometimes you need to come back, switch all those things off. <sighs> Pranayama. And go into your breath. Come into the soundlessness. And then allow that discernment to come. Not that anyone's doing anything that's not appropriate. They're just, there's just it's a saturation point, that's all. So you need to then attract to you what is for you in that moment because otherwise it's overwhelming. And it's not saying that anything out there else that anyone else is doing is, is not appropriate for you. Definitely not. But with so much diversity out there, you know, it's information overload and then you're not sure which way to go and then you become separate from what is really for you because that disconnection's occurred and you don't know where to go. <laughs> what do I do next? You know, those beautiful entrepreneurs that sharing what their success is about, it, it's wonderful but it's wonderful only when you're at your own resonance where you can connect firstly with who and what you are. What is it that you want to create? It's confusing, right? You're not sure. And then you have so many ideas. You know, one of our students, you know, she's full of ideas and, you know, doesn't want to miss out on anything. You know, but if I don't, but I'll miss out because, look, those people are already successful doing that and I had that idea but I didn't act. But sometimes you can have so many ideas, you can spread yourself so thin that you lose your focus. So we would say to this person, okay, what is it you love right now? Let's just focus on that. You won't miss out. It doesn't matter if there's hundreds of thousands creating what you had that idea for. What is it that's your bliss right now? Be the focus of intention on that and then bring it to fruition. Those things are still percolating. They haven't been lost in the radar of the cosmos. They're there. And once you're happy and contented that you've, you, you've climatized with this focus of intention, you've brought it to fruition, okay, let's go into those other tributaries and share the wisdom of that, you know. So what is it in those, those pooling of ideas that then, oh, there it is. It's like a dolphin jumping out of on the, and playing out of the, with the waves, you know. You know how dolphins play? They, they dance, they jump over the waves and they, <laughs> they somersault. <laughs> They're amazing to watch, but they remind you of how playful life is. It's exciting. So if you're one of these people, whether you're in a job that you love, that you maybe the circumstances within that job have changed, because it does, you know, maybe a new employer, someone, the company's been bought out by someone, and maybe that's changed your dynamics and maybe it doesn't sit so well now. Or maybe you think, oh, wow, I've got greater opportunity here. You know, great, and explore it. Stay true to yourself as you explore. Or maybe you, you're in a job and a new boss has come on board and maybe, the relationship isn't quite what you'd like it to be. Maybe it can change as you both change and learn about each other, but maybe it doesn't. That's okay too. Maybe it's the inspiration to look for uh, another place to move into. And then maybe it's questioning, okay, so what do I want to do now? You know, is it time? Is it time to move on? Is it time to look for something else? Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you've got so many ideas. What is it that's striking you most? What's striking a chord most? Well, I don't know. I don't know which way to go. And then the question is, are you feeling confident in yourself right now? Do you feel confident? And maybe what's making that indecisiveness happen is that you're not confident that you've got the ability, but you have. You've got the ability, no matter what you're doing or participating in your life, you've got the ability right here, right now. You know what you need to do. You know it. And if you've got a lot of fear in you, which is 
you know, it happens to all of us at different times in our life, especially when we're going through any change and change is happening every nanosecond. Or maybe, you know, you've got other people, you know, espousing the virtues and saying, oh, but that person's doing so well and it's igniting your fear, thinking, well, aren't I doing well? Aren't I enough? You know, it happens. It's okay. So bring and gather yourself. We're always here. Listen to our, one of our podcasts. We'll affirm how great you are because you are. We actually not believe it. We know it. The dance of the elements. So if you're fear, if you're feeling fearful and you feel actually scared, you know, you get anxious. Most of us have been there, right? Or still going through it. You know, you go through something and you feel anxious. If you feel anxious and sometimes the anxiety is so great, it's it's rife. It's running rampant in your body. Your mental mind's going grey guns. It's, it's creating all these stories of lack. It's okay, breathe, pranayama, go into your elongated breath. Not to, to change your action, but just to feel the calming force because that's what's required, right? When you're feeling in the hub of anxiety, which is really frightening, when you're that exi- anxious about something, it's frightening, you need, you know, the pranayama will calm that. You don't have to be the doer. Just bring yourself back into a state of calm so your nervous system's, yeah, relaxed. That's what's called for. That's your entrepreneurial moment. (laughs) That's your job right now. Bring in your calm because your thought patterns will create differently then. Yeah. And then just, then now you're aware that your fear is escalated. So it's okay to be fearful, but you don't want to stay in that state. It blocks you. And it's the one that tells you that you're not enough, that you can't do this. And then it's going to be mirrored by people espousing espousing someone else's virtue. And it's not that those people aren't wonderful, but it's raising these issues that maybe I'm not wonderful enough, that I'm not doing that, what that person's doing. It's never about what someone else is doing. It's never about that person saying someone else's virtues or how great that person is. It's about you feeling good about yourself and knowing that you're valuable. You're valuable. Every person in this world is valuable. There's not one person that isn't. Whether it's the person that's living on the streets, they're valuable. You know, the person that walks by someone who's walked by someone who's homeless. You know, we're all valuable. We're valuable people. It takes all of us to create a beautiful earth. But we're also, as individuals, the earth itself. Therefore, we it's to see ourselves as a beautiful earth. Abundant, fluid, hydrated, nourished, flowing, full of fire, full of air, full of ether, full of the earth particles where the soil content, rich, diverse, full of nitrogen, full of oxygen. <laughs> we have our own sense of potash. <laughs> but you see where we're going. See now, yeah, you can feel yourself. All of a sudden you are that ancient rainforest tree. You know, you can feel it. You're, there's this fortification in your body right now, right? Your body is a tower of strength. Feel the air come in. Yeah, and feel how your limbs now are flexible. You know, your, your, your arms are now the, yep, your torso is now moving. It's flowing. It's fluid. It's the dance of the elements. It's flowing. Awesome. And now your hair are the leaves, the flowers. They're sprouting. They're green. We're in spring. In some countries, we're spring. Other countries, it's autumn. Other countries, it's winter. It doesn't matter what season it is. Yeah. The thing about winter, if you're in a country with winter, winter is amazing because it's a cocooning time. It's your chance to be restorative, rest and restore. 
It's a cocooning energy. Winter is a cocooning energy. Autumn is a, is a releasing energy. Spring is a renewing energy. Summer is an immersion into all of those things. You know, so we are all the seasons simultaneously. And the one thing that Ayurvedic teaches, and it teaches many things, and remember, Ayurveda is simply a term for the science of life, which is all infinite. It's all encompassing. That you are all seasons in any given time. And you can create the fruits of your own labor at any given moment. It's something that we taught Isis to transcend. It's Lord Shiva's teaching with Ramprabhati, which is also Isis. It's to transcend anything, any limitation. So remember that wherever you are in this world, wherever you are in your own world, you are infinitely creative. You're a source energy, not limited by a seasonal change, not limited by your belief systems around the seasons. You are able to create at any given moment. Pranayama. Okay. So let's just move into the closing of this particular podcast. Come into your pranayama flow of breath. Breathing in deeply. Breathing through your mouth first and then out through your mouth and then move into breathing in through your nose. Slow, elongated breathing in. And then gently release out through your nose and then just continue. Now just continue in that breathing beyond the podcast and then carry that through whether you're about to go to bed, just started your day or somewhere through your day. Just gently breathe and allow that to breathe your moment-to-moment breath. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. We really enjoyed it being the co-creators of this. We look forward to meeting and greeting you in this life and in our next podcast. Namaste.